Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, January 8th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so last week was a little crazy with the Christmas, New Year's Eve kind of holidays, so we're going to get back to kind of the normal way of doing things. So um, obviously it is Monday night, it is January 8th, the national championship is literally on right now. So I will not be going over what happens in that game, um, as it will probably end while I'm doing this. So that will be saved for next week. But last week's episode, we had a lot to go over. So I am going to go over coming up this month, since I did not do that last week. So coming up this month, the PGA Tour season begins, and that began this past weekend, and we will get to that. That began on January 4th at the Century um, Tournament of Champions that is in Hawaii. Also, obviously, the College Football Playoff National Championship is tonight, so that is rounding out the college football season. NFL playoffs begin this weekend, January 13th. They will run through February 11th. That is the Super Bowl. And finally, the Australian Open. So the first um, Grand Slam tournament will begin in tennis this week as well. That will begin on Sunday. So that is what is upcoming this month. As always, we're going to start with the NBA. So this week, with starting on Tuesday, because there really wasn't a whole lot of titles, obviously, or things going on on Monday, um, and Bede got himself a triple double on Tuesday, as well as the Hornets upset the Kings 111 to 104. The Charlotte team still does not have double digit wins in the season, though, but they did manage to beat the Kings. After they won for the first time in months last week, the Pistons took the Jazz to overtime on Wednesday. They did fall six points short, losing 154 to 148. They would also lose later in the week after Steph Curry would drain back-to-back three-pointers just to win by four. So it looked like they were going to have two more wins and nada. But that was not the only game to go into overtime on Wednesday. The Magic then were down 55-67 to at half, but came back to tie it up and go into overtime. Now, it was a lower-scoring game than the Jazz won, but still. The Kings would get the last laugh, though, as they won by three in double overtime. The Magic had a chance at the buzzer, but missed also in that game. On Thursday, the Bucks and the Spurs had a close game that came down to the final seconds. The Spurs star Wemby was playing on his birthday, but the Geek Freak had a day putting up 44 points and ultimately getting the win 125 to 121. Considering how bad the Spurs are, that's like a pretty decent score and kept, they actually kept it really close for that team, especially against the Bucks. The other game that same night was also a really close game. The Nuggets-Warriors game had a tremendous ending. Jokic hit a crazy three-pointer just short of half court, literally, to take the W. The crowd and the players looked like they almost didn't even believe it. It was just like kind of silent. It was at the Warriors, so that would also explain that, but it was crazy. So... Also, the Pacers destroyed the Hawks. They scored 150 points just in regulation on Thursday. They won by 34. The Lakers had a dismal fourth quarter against the Grizzlies on Friday, only scoring 19 points compared to Memphis's 33. That was enough to lose the game. 
And then the Knicks won their game on Saturday after Randall put up 39 points by himself. This is the New York team's fourth straight win. So that continues into this week. And finally, the Raptors star Barrett and Nuggets Murray both scored 37 points apiece in their respective games to give their teams wins on Sunday. And that rounds out the week. Also, separate from kind of what happened in the games this week, the Grizzlies just, y'all, cannot catch a break. John Morant seems to be back on track and staying under the radar off the court and is actually crushing it on the court. However, he suffered a season-ending injury to his shoulder and will now undergo surgery. He had a labrum tear. On the flip side of that, Warriors' Draymond Green suspension has ended after 12 games. He will likely take a week to get back to the court, but get ready to see him again. Moving along to NCAA basketball, we had a lot of ranked teams in action this week. Not a lot of upsets, and actually not a single upset until Wednesday when both teams in action lost. So nothing, and then all of a sudden it's like both ranked teams ended up losing. Number 16, Clemson put up 41 points in both halves, which sounds good, but it wasn't good enough to fend off the Miami Hurricanes. The Canes scored 60 in the second half alone. They would win by 13 to hand Clemson their second loss of the season. And then number 23, Providence was also playing that same day. They lost to Big East opponent Seton Hall. This game was much closer with the Friars only losing by four. Thursday, no upsets. Friday, we had a ranked matchup in the Big Ten, and this was actually in the top ten. Number one, Purdue versus number nine, Illinois. Purdue came out showing why they have that number one next to their name, scoring 47 in the first half to Illinois' 32. Trey Kaufman-Wren had a big night with 23 points by himself. The Fighting Illini managed to, to mount a comeback in the second half, but it wasn't quite enough. They lost by five. Per Purdue still only has one loss the entire season. And then after a relatively boring week, Saturday wreaked havoc in the top 25. Providence would lose the second time this week, this time to Creighton. Expect the Friars to drop out of the rankings. And then speaking of them, Seton Hall beat the Friars earlier in the week and then turned around to upset number seven, Marquette. Marquette turned the ball over late to solidify that loss. And sticking with double losses, number 16, Clemson would then lose again. But this time, at least, it wasn't quite an upset. It was to superior number eight, UNC. They would lose that game by 10. Then we had a bunch of surprise upsets. Number 12, BYU, lost by 11 to Cincinnati in the first conference game for the Cougars. Number 13, Colorado State got beaten by Utah State. Number 17, FAU season is kind of unraveling after a dream start. They lost to a 7-7 seven seven Charlotte team. Yikes. Number 19, JMU started behind and just could never catch up to Southern Miss. They would lose that game by 10. Then Texas Tech had a better two halves than number 20, Texas, who might drop from the rankings, but we'll have to see. They are winless in the Big 12. Doesn't that sound really good? Because it's only one game. So the Red Raiders are now 12-2 and two overall, though. So watch out for the team in Lubbock. Also, like I said, it is the national championship is literally going on right now between Washington and Michigan. Um, so I will not report on that game. That will be saved for next week. So I'm going to save college football. Obviously, last week was like all college and NFL. So I'm going to save college for mainly next week. 
Moving along to the NFL because now the playoffs are set. It was the last week of regular season, so we had some do-or-die games, and then we had some really meaningless games <laughs> this week. Saturday's games, though, the Ravens were already winners of their division, so they were not the only ones to sit their quarterback, but they did. The Steelers took advantage of that, though, scoring 10 in the final quarter to get their 10th win. The other game on Saturday was a playoff or go-home game between the Texans and the Colts. The Houston team was putting up touchdowns, and the Indy team was scoring field goals. It was a close one, though, but the Texans make their first playoff appearance since 2019. They would win that game by four. And to add the cherry on top, the Jags then lost later in the weekend, which gave the Texans the division title. So they are now the AFC South champs. So we did have some costly losses, and we are going to start there as the Jags were upset by the already eliminated Titans. The Tennessee team did all the scoring in the first three quarters. Titans win by eight, and that knocks the Jags out. The Cowboys put away their season, making a great claim for the division title after destroying the Commanders 38-10. to The Cowboys were already in playoffs but had to wait to see what happened in the Eagles' final game to see if they clinched the division. But it was a costly game for the Commanders who did end up firing their head coach afterwards. The Giants then upset the Eagles. So, you know, you as a as somebody who lives in Dallas and is around a lot of Cowboys fans, you're like, OK, that's hysterical. The Cowboys then are now dependent on if the Eagles win, which they hate each other. And the Eagles only have to go beat the Giants, which the Giants are terrible. So. But that makes this kind of funny. The Giants upset the Eagles, putting up 21 points in the second quarter alone. They ended up winning that game 27 to 10, and that's exactly what Dallas needed to take that division. So with that loss, the Eagles now drop from literally number one longest undefeated team in the NFL to now they're playing a wild card spot. Talk about a fall from grace this season. The Saints then put on a show against the Falcons. The New Orleans team scored 48 points to Atlanta's 17, but they needed some help in other games, and they didn't get it. The Buccaneers needed to beat the two-win Panthers, and the Bucs did not score a touchdown, but they still managed to get the shutout win, 9-0. to So that knocks out the Saints and puts the Bucs in, and actually the Bucs then take the division. The Packers then beat the Bears 17 to 9 to secure their wild card spot. Jordan Love may have been may have been a new starting quarterback, but he managed to do something his all-star predecessor couldn't do last year, which was reach the playoff. And then the meaningless games. The Browns were already in the playoffs, so good thing too because they dropped the game to the Bengals on Sunday 31 to 14. The Lions beat the Vikings 30-20, to 20, but that doesn't really change anybody's fate. The Vikes are still out, and the Lions are still division champs. Same went for the Chiefs that barely beat the Chargers. The Kansas City team actually rested Mahomes. The Rams came back to beat the 49ers by a single point after being down 20-7 to 7 at half, but both are already in playoffs and sat multiple starters, including both starting quarterbacks on either side of the ball. And then the Sunday night football game was actually a good one. The Bills versus the Dolphins and both quarterbacks played and had two interceptions apiece. But Josh Allen also threw for 359 yards and two touchdowns. The Bills were down by seven until the fourth quarter, and then they put up 17 straight points to win by a touchdown. Both teams are in playoffs. 
So what does the playoff picture look like? In the AFC, the Bills took the East, the Chiefs took the West, the Texans captured the South, and then the Ravens won the North and the number one overall seed for the entire conference. That leaves the Browns, the Steelers, and the Dolphins to make playoffs, but they are fighting in a wild card capacity. Now, the NFC, the Cowboys won the East, the Lions took the North, the Bucks got the South, and the 49ers were the West champs and the number one seed for the NFC. The Packers, Rams, and Eagles are fighting in that wild card spot, so they have to win their way in. We will have wild card games coming up this weekend. PGA Tour is officially back. We started the year with a star-studded Century Tournament of Champions, which, exactly like the name sounds, the field is made up of all last year's champions. You have to have won a tournament to qualify for this tournament. The leaderboard was all over the place all weekend with about 12 golfers within striking distance on the final day. But Chris Kirk, who you might remember his story, he recovered from alcoholism and depression back in 2019, like actually took a hiatus from golf, came back, won the Honda Classic last year. He takes the first win of this year. This is his sixth win of his career on the PGA Tour. He won by one stroke over uh, Thigala, who closed with a final round of 10 under. Also, crazy, absolutely like end of an era, Nike has officially ended their partnership with Tiger Woods after 27 years. Tiger Woods was actually 20 when he signed a contract with Nike. Truly, like I said, an end of an era there. And a little bit of Olympic news. Gymnastics season has officially started, and it started with a Bang. The Mean Girls Sweet Six Mean Girls Super 16 was this weekend and it was star studded. Oklahoma looks to three peat this year and looked the part with the highest total of the entire weekend, 197 points, 0. 0.850. They beat Kentucky, Michigan State, and Michigan in Las Vegas, Michigan being one of the best teams in the nation by far. Alabama then won a different Sweet 16 over Cal Auburn and UCLA. Not good for UCLA. Bruins starting off the bottom of those four. Other dual meets did take place like LSU over Ohio State. Um, there were two perfect tens have already been awarded. Michigan State's Sage Kellerman on the vault and Utah's Miley O'Keefe on, O'Keefe on the beam. Now, you may be... If you're watching, you may notice that there's some names missing as Suni Lee and Jordan Childs are taking the year off to concentrate. It is an Olympic year, so you won't see them competing this year, although you will see Jade Carey competing for Oregon State. Also, the NCAA is looking to extend their partnership with ESPN. They have done so for the next eight years, and they will show 21 women's sports and 19 men's. The partnership has been in place since 1979. They started carrying the women's NCAA basketball tournament in 2003, where they share, they showed every single women's game as well as the men's. And they will now air women's basketball, volleyball, and gymnastics championships on network TV, most likely ABC. So kind of cool there that women's sports are definitely becoming more and more prevalent in the media. And finally, to round it out this week in Slovenia, the Slovenian skier Petra Valova won the World Cup slalom title on Sunday. Now, that was after Michaela Schifrin didn't finish, but we had another American on the podium. A.J. Hurt had the fastest time in the second run of everybody, and she had that amazing run to finish third to get her first podium ever in a World Cup race. So congratulations, A.J., 
And then Swiss skier Marco Adermont had the lead the entire time in his home cu- home World Cup race. He won the giant slalom this week in that discipline. That is what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports as NCAA football comes to a close. We seriously get some heating up in men's basketball as well as the NBA. The NBA Wednesday Pelicans at the Warriors at 730. That will be on ABC, followed by the Nuggets at the Jazz at 9 on ESPN. Thursday, catch the Celtics at the Bucks at 630 on TNT, followed by the Suns at the Lakers at 9. Then Friday, the Kings at the 76ers at 630 on ESPN and the Pelicans back on TV again, playing the Nuggets this time at 9. For NCAA men's basketball, there's a lot of ranked teams in action. And you know me, I only go through the ranked versus ranked games. And there's only two of them. So there's a lot of ranked teams in action, but only two ranked versus ranked games. So go figure. But on Tuesday, number 18 BYU takes on 14 Baylor in a Big 12 matchup. They will play at 8 on ESPN+. And then Saturday, number 9 Oklahoma takes on number 3 Kansas at 1 on ESPN+, as well. And that is it as far as ranked versus ranked goes. On the flip side of that, the women's basketball side, we've got a lot of ranked matchups. Starting Thursday, number 20 UNC at number 21 Florida State. They will play at 5 on ACC Network Plus. Then on Friday in the Pac-12, number 8 Stanford at number 19 Utah. They play at 7 on Pac-12 Network. Saturday, number 10 Texas takes on 12 Kansas State at 1. They will play on ESPNU. Followed by a Big Ten matchup, number 14 Indiana at 3 Iowa to watch Caitlin Clark. She will play at 7. Then on Sunday, three ranked versus ranked matchups. Number 11, VTech at number 21, Florida State. They've got a tough week this week. That's two ranked versus ranked games for them back-to-back. They will play at noon on ESPN. Then number eight, Stanford. Again, also a double-ranked week. They take on number five, Colorado at one on Pac-12 Network. And then another matchup in the Pac-12, number two, UCLA at number nine, USC. They will play at four. Obviously, like I've said many times, national championship tonight for the college football playoff, number one Michigan versus number two Washington at 630 tonight on ESPN. Michigan favored by four and a half over under a 55 and a half. In the NFL, like I said, it was also wildcard games. We are starting playoffs this weekend. Saturday, AFC wildcard games, Browns at the Texans at 330 on NBC, followed by the Dolphins at the Chiefs at seven on Peacock. Wrapping up the AFC wildcard games on Sunday morning, the Steelers at the Bills. They will play at noon on CBS. And then we step over to the NFC. The wildcard games will begin at 3.30 on Fox, starting with the Packers at the Cowboys, and then the Rams at the Lions at 7 on NBC. And then wrapping up the entire wildcard wild weekend on Monday, the Eagles go to the Bucks at 7.15. They will play on ESPN and ABC, the Eagles and the Bucks both actually have Oklahoma quarterbacks, so it'll be a nice sooner matchup there in the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts versus Baker Mayfield. In the golf world, the golfer, the PGA Tour golfers stayed in Hawaii, so this week is the Sony Open. Thursday, you can catch round one. That will be televised at 6 p.m. on Golf Channel. Round two on Friday, same time, and same on Saturday for round three. But then the final round will be on NBC at 3 o'clock on Sunday, and then it will switch over to Golf Channel at 5. 
lots of hockey going on this week, but only a couple games on regularly scheduled programming. Um, Wednesday, the Wild at the Stars at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Golden Knights at the Avalanche at 9. On Thursday, the Maple Leafs take on the Islanders at 6 on ESPN. And then Saturday, the Rangers at the Capitals at noon on ABC. Um, lots of Olympic sports going on this week, which is kind of nice to see every once in a while, mostly NCAA. So Friday we have NCAA women's gymnastics going on all evening. So Mizzou at Alabama at six on, on SEC network, followed by Kentucky at Auburn at seven 30. And then the Sprouts Farmers Market Collegiate Quad. That is every, it's actually three separate meets going on in the weekend. One is on Friday. That will be between Arizona, UNC, Nebraska, and Boise State. Then you can watch that at 8 on ACC Network. Then on Saturday, it is the second quad group. That is LSU, Oklahoma, UCLA, and Utah. So basically a redo of last year's national championships. That is going to be huge, and thus it's on Big Time Network. It is on ABC at 3 p.m. That is on Saturday. And then the third quad will be Saturday night on ACC Network at at 8 p.m. That is Cal, Michigan State, BYU, and NC State. And then Sunday, there's a little bit of figure skating. It's the European Championships. You can catch that at 11 a.m. on NBC. They are competing in Lithuania. And then only three Premier League games on TV that I could find for soccer this week. But on Sunday, round one for the Australian Open begins. So coverage will begin at 7 a.m. on ESPN2. And then at 6 on ESPN and then at 10 p.m. on ESPN2 again. So you kind of can flip between ESPN and ESPN2. And that will begin the Australian Open and the first Grand Slam of the year. That wraps it up for me this week. I am going to get out of here. I knew it was a quick episode because I am trying to watch the national championship, obviously, for college football. My favorite season coming to an end, but it's also an Olympic year. So we got that to look forward to as we move forward into 2024. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for plenty of games and times, and I will catch you all next week.